Hi, I'm Chris from Toronto. Hey, I'm Ben from Brooklyn. This is the first episode of our new cocktail podcast. Each week, uh, we're going to get together and learn a little bit about cocktail recipes and cocktail history. The question we're going to try and answer is, what is the perfect cocktail to drink at any given moment? Right. So each week, I'll tell Chris some event that's happening in my life. And I'll come up with a cocktail for Ben to pair with that event. And vice versa. So each week, you'll learn two new recipes, maybe a little cocktail knowledge, and you'll get to spend some time with your newest internet friends. Chris, I don't uh, actually want any new friends. Okay, well, friend then. Okay. <laughs> Chris, the show is starting. The show is starting. Okay, well, enjoy it. And if you like it, tell your friends. This is the show where we pair the perfect beverage with the events in our lives. This is Let's, Let's Drink about, about It. There's a new smoothie place near my apartment. Is this a show? This is the show. We're uh, doing the show. Cool. All right. There's a new sm smoothie place near my apartment that sells smoothies for like 10 or $11. Unbelievable. Which, which means that like they are not good tasting, but are exquisitely <laughs> healthy. Right. Um, yeah. I was, uh, I was in there. I, you know, it being there means I have to go. So <laughs> I, uh, I was in there buying a $10 smoothie and the, the girl that was working there kind of like turned away from me to use the blender and she was just kind of standing with her two hands on the countertop over the like hovering over the blender and when the <laughs> when the motor stopped i heard her just kind of under her breath saying perfect <laughs> it really made me laugh <laughs> that is so that is so good Oh man, it's a great moment. Very gross smoothie. So I don't know. Her standards of perfect and mine are very different. <laughs> uh, maybe it was consistency. Was it green? Was it a green smoothie? Uh, they do those, but this was like a white smoothie. It had I, it had bananas in it, and that's where I got it. But it also had some like uh, non peanut paste nut butter that didn't really like make it. Uh, you know, the consistency wasn't right, and there were little chunks of gooey nut butter floating around in it and it you paid was ten dollars for that privilege eleven dollars yeah I, I, it was a little bit vomitous uh in texture there I is there would is no, not re return to that particular beverage well there's no denying that every time i pass a juice place that i want one i yeah. I, I love like the the healthy tasting you know not a dessert smoothie because i know what it's doing it's like just full of nutrients and whatnot but you know, boring stuff like that. That's how I know I'm getting older. But, I think that um, <clears throat> I think that the dirty little secret of that stuff is that it's also just full of sugar. Like, mm. I mean, it's just the juice from fruit, which is basically a bunch of fiber that <laughs> is holding a bunch of sugary water in one place. Delicious, delicious sugary water. What's happening with you this week, Chris? Um, well, I'm, I've actually just started reading a book called Time Warped. Um, the author is Claudia Hammond. I think she works for the BBC. I think she's a presenter on BBC Radio or something. And I heard, uh, I heard an interview with her months ago, possibly last summer, on the CBC. And uh, it just, it's about our, um, what does it say, unlocking the mysteries of time perception. And time is something that fascinates me because, I mean, I'm sure everyone has experienced the 
speeding up and slowing down of time. And, you know, sometimes a week goes by lickety split, but day by day, the days have felt long or, you know, that, that, that sort of, uh, what's the word dichotomy juxtaposition, you know, pick a right word and insert it there. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's really interesting. I mean, there's a, the opening of this book, there's a guy who's a, an experienced skydiver and he was on, um, an ultra, he was in an ultralight plane and not long after he'd been up in this ultralight, both wings. This is one of those planes that, uh, is got like a little lawnmower engine on it. That's and, right. Yeah. Know. I mean, it's almost like, you know, when I see them in the sky, it's like paper thin. It looks like uh, Japanese. Doesn't, doesn't look like it should work. <laughs> yeah. You just never stop questioning how the thing is still in the sky. Anyway, this guy, it didn't last long. He wasn't in the sky for very long. Apparently, both wings just sheared off this thing. And then he found himself in a free fall. And he tells the story that as he's falling, time slowed down. He, they give an example. like there's a, he's, He says he remembers everything he was thinking, just all the different things he should be doing to sort of prolong his life and not become a splat on the ground and it's a paragraph worth of what should i do okay i could you know this that and the other like list a whole uh uh chunk of of things to do while he's falling uh and comes up with okay I, i've got to find the reserve chute the the, the aircraft because he's buckled into this thing so he can't oh get out God. of but he you know so as he's falling Time is slowing down, and he's got time to think of all these things. He is reaching up in the sky because I guess there's a, a long cord that that will uh, deploy this chute. And when he does that, this little chute, he said it was like a military, almost like uh, World War II style mm-hmm. um, uh, parachute, uh, but it's much like some, smaller. Something that you would land in in central Normandy with exactly right. It's exactly right. So except much smaller. So if it, you were in a band of brothers, <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and so the parachute was so small that it only slowed him down slightly. So when that happened, fear kicked in and time sped up. Wow. So he had enough time to try and save himself, but then realized that this is all he could do. And then he, he said, everything went by in a flash and later on, they found out that all of this took place in about 15 seconds. Um, I think he was free-falling for 10 seconds uh, and then falling with the chute for five seconds or something like that. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Holy mackerel. Yeah. Anyway, and, and so I'm just, it's still, I'm only about 50 pages in, but um, it promises to be a pretty interesting read anyway. Sounds cool. Mm-hmm. How about yourself, Ben? What's uh, What's been happening with you? Well, I just got back from South by Southwest. I was there doing some uh, cool, cool filming, journalism, filming work. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I, I booked my ticket a long time ago, and I thought I was going to be going to do some work with one company, and it didn't end up working out. And uh, rather fortuitously, another company offered me three days of work uh, at South by Southwest, but didn't have enough money to pay for my flight but i'd already i'd already booked the flight right so i uh decided to go do it and i had a whole bunch of free time on either side of this job my friend uh is going to the university of texas uh and getting a degree there so he has a house and a car in austin 
but was out of town for most of the trip, so he lent me his car. And um, so my event this week was uh, the uh, paranoia I felt driving <laughs> this uh, this car around rural Texas because I wanted to go out and get some barbecue, and the place to do it is the Salt Lake, which is you know thirty or forty minutes outside of town. And uh, I am in a white Subaru Outback Sport with uh, an Obama bumper sticker and <laughs> a uh, kayak rack, like a combination kayak and bike rack on top. And like literally every other car on the road is a big body pickup truck with, you know, a lift kit and crazy ornamentation on the grill and a bush bumper sticker and, you know... Everything I'm passing is a mega church or like a Hindu temple. Like, I just, I felt very, I was a stranger in a strange land. And I felt like this car that, you know, my friend very graciously lent me this car. I felt like I was sticking out like a sore thumb in this thing. Uh, so that was my, that was my event of the week. Oh, and it was also manual transmission, which, you know, I can drive, but I'm not used to. So there's like, there's always that moment of, uh, anxiety when you know the light turns green and you're like, oh crap! How do I start this thing again? Ah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I uh, I can't. It, uh, embarrassingly, I cannot. I've never learned to drive manual. What? Uh, yeah. I thought you lived in Canada. I, it's, it's true. I do. I live in Canada, but I, I thought also... that was basically Europe, where everybody <laughs> drives a manual transmission. No, it's because of this giant expansive land that we don't want to be uh we just need automatic we don't need manual but you know listen i, I saw something the other day online it said uh, girls if your boyfriend can't drive manual you have a girlfriend <laughs> and i'm like man i love that i love those silly challenges to masculinity you know oh yeah that is uh that is something that uh were i in your position and i've been in an analogous position a million times with reading things on the internet, I would (laughs) feel totally emasculated and at the same time be conscious of the fact that that's a load of hooey. So yeah, I mean, that's exactly, well, Ben, it's exactly right. For a split second, I'm like, ooh. And then I was like, wait a second. This is is some stupid internet poster. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Yeah, this is a this is the moral equivalent of a lol cat. Why am I letting it affect my mood so much? <laughs> yeah, it's true. And it it did affect me. The cocktail that I picked out for you is called the Raspberry Time Smash. And I liked it because uh because of the presence of the phrase time smash in, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in there. Um, you'll find a link to it on our website. The recipe is two fresh sprigs of thyme, that's T-H-Y-M-E, uh, seven fresh raspberries, ice cubes, a quarter cup of Hendrix gin, which is a weird a weird measurement for a cocktail, yes. and then two tablespoons each of simple syrup and fresh lime juice. Sounds like a winner. Yeah, and, uh, you know, it's... Uh, it's a very handsome looking mm-hmm. drink based on the picture I found. I haven't tried it myself, but uh I think that uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a man who likes a nice a nice uh a nice big pink drink and yeah. uh, this We've, is that. Yeah, absolutely. I am uh, right there with you. And what I liked about the picture of the drink was the garnish, which is uh raspberry speared with a sprig of thyme, which looked kind of 
kind of nice. Yeah, that's some, that's some fancy ass shit right there. Nice accent. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah so what's what's my drink, man? Ooh, your drink uh, is called the Stranger in Town, uh, and it is one and a half ounces of light rum, a half ounce of sweet vermouth. A uh, half, uh, half ounce of Calvados brandy, a half ounce of cherry brandy, and one maraschino cherry to garnish. Yum. Mm. I, I really appreciate the uh, the presence of rum in this drink, mm-hmm. um, mostly because I have a bottle of white rum in my house that I lost the cap from a long time <laughs> ago. And so I've just been putting saran wrap over top of it. <laughs> oh God, that's the worst. And I really just want to get—I just want to get to the bottom of this bottle because I have another bottle of rum that has a top, and I just want that to be my rum bottle from now on. <laughs> I just want that to be my rum. I love it. That is a great problem to have. I mean, I suppose if you really wanted to get to the bottle of the bottom, <laughs> the bottom of the bottle, you yeah. could just drink rum until it's gone. I mean, morning, noon, and night. Just have a couple of days where you don't really remember much. Sure. How big is the bottle? It's, you know, to seven fifty mil. It's, yeah. It's a normal size bottle of alcohol. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's a liter. Mm. It's, um, you know, I wanted to clarify. I meant to say when you said it was was it the measurement was a quarter cup of gin. Yeah. I think there's eight ounces in a cup, so it's just two ounces of gin. Yeah. Yeah. I guess yeah, I found this on a uh, on a website that is mainly for uh like you know, food food, food recipes. Yeah. So they probably assume that you have measuring cups but not a jigger. But you'd think you'd think that they would I, I don't know, understand that it's liquid and not you're not making a drink with flour. So, yeah. I don't know. But hey, we figured it out. I'll sure. just a quick uh quick internet search mm-hmm. and uh and then uh then you got it you got the answer yeah let's go make these drinks and we'll we'll rally back here when we uh when we have a mix we're back with our drinks uh let's take a sip see how we All like right. them. we'll do simul sips mm-hmm. patented trademarked simul sips Ooh. Good. Oh man, this is. A, it's good. It's got. It's tart. Yeah, this is a winning week here, Ben. Really? Yeah, this is a very grown-up beverage you've uh, you've uh, had me make. This is this is going to be on the uh, on the boozier end of a of a cocktail list because it's almost there's nothing in it that isn't booze. Right. So it's a definite sipper. It's a sipper, mm-hmm. but it's good. It's mm. sophisticated. Well, this this drink really does. It really translates from the photo to the glass. I mean, it's really impressive. Uh, yeah, I can see you in the little Skype window there. That uh, yeah, you've got you've got a a very colorful glass of uh, glass of drink in your hand there. Yeah, I'll, uh, I took a photo, so we'll put the photo up. I mean, it's uh, you can do a comparison, A B comparison. <laughs> yeah, when you click the link to the recipe that we found <laughs> yeah exactly right but that is a that that the it's a very tasty drink it's uh promises of summer you know what i mean right around the corner oh i can taste it yeah now that that drink would you say i mean i guess because you know it does make sense seasonally drinks have a 
have a, a, t- a proper time in, in, in the one sure. year. Sure, raspberries are definitely not in season at the moment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> at my, the time of this recording. Well, we're uh, eating using uh, delicious California raspberries. So, uh, yeah. anyway, but I mean, your drink—the one I gave you—is that a bit of a winter drink? You think? I would say so. Yeah, the stranger in town. How does it? How does it stack up? I would say that, you know, if I were to be holding a cocktail while attempting to shift from fourth gear to fifth gear to get out from under the grill of a big body pickup truck, this yeah. would be the cocktail that I would want to drink. Now let's let's point out that we it is a kind of a dodgy subject, pairing alcohol with uh, the act of driving. Um, right. So which is not something we encourage. Do not drink and drive. Drink responsibly. Yeah, or don't. Fuck it. <laughs> we don't need you. Ooh, harsh, but fair. Yeah. yeah, man. No punches pulled on Let's Drink About It podcast. Right. <clears throat> um, but, you know, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a boozy sipper, but it, um, you know, and it's got a lot of different things from different places, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I don't think that like, I've ever what? seen rum and Calvados in the same drink, but, you know, this is rum and... Uh, sweet vermouth and Calvados and cherry, uh, cherry brandy. It's like it's a, it's a, a wild combination of things. See, I thought you were talking about, you know, the rum was from this bodega and the Calvados was from that <laughs> bodega. But you just mean flavor-wise. Yeah, it. I mean, it it holds together remarkably well considering what what a crazy panoply of of uh, liquors have gone into it. Pulling out the ten dollar words, love it. Panoply, well played, sir. Mm-hmm. Um, um, one thing I wanted to point out about this is uh, uh, it calls for a maraschino cherry, which yeah. if uh, if you're like me, um, you most closely associate with the carcinogenic bright red uh, cherry that they used to give you in uh, glasses of Sprite at Luxor. McDonald's. Luxor, is that what it's called? Oh, God. Don't buy those, please. If you're listening to this and you want to make the cocktails that we are making of this episode, which we encourage, don't get that kind of maraschino cherry. No, but what's the, uh, the good brand is Luxor, isn't it, or something like uh, that? Lux- Luxardo. Luxardo, yeah, Lux- yeah. Luxardo makes a great maraschino cherry, but uh, the kind. I'll put a link to this uh, in uh, in the show notes. The, the kind that I really like is the Amarena Fabri, mm. uh, which is a an Italian... Uh, it's an Italian like cherry and syrup, and uh, I have a friend that told me that in his neighborhood there's a store that sells them for eighty cents a cherry. So they're not not for the faint of heart, but you can get them on Amazon for in bulk for a lot cheaper, and they'll send you like a huge beautiful jar of them, mm. and you'll keep them in your fridge and you'll use them every once in a while for a special occasion drink, and you will thank me because they're goddamn delicious mm-hmm. and if you put them on like vanilla ice cream you'll thank me for stop that it also stop it i mean i i haven't had those particular ones with the luxardo if they're anywhere in the neighborhood of luxardo if you're saying they're better i mean man i could eat that jar the syrup yeah. is just unbelievable yeah i'm not I, I don't have like the the strongest sweet tooth in history but um i'm i'm gonna go ahead and say that if your cherry is not a natural color then that is a bullshit cherry, and you need to chuck it and get get a real get a real maraschino cherry in that in that cocktail. You're thinking about the Shirley Temple cherries, the, the yeah you know, yeah ugh vile ugh yeah. Um, 
Yeah. How are you liking your drink, man? Uh, how does it how does it pair with this you know, having your mind blown by this book about time well, or smashed more y- properly? Exactly. Well, here's the thing about that is that I time is something that makes me anxious. I, I'm anxious about time all of the time. And this <laughs> right now, this drink is taking my mind off of it. So in that way, it's perfect. It's really it's it's I am I don't know. I did not expect it. Uh, I expected to like it, but this is really, really good. It's a really good drink. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm glad you're enjoying it. Can't um, wait. Can't wait till summer so I can make it for everybody. Spend some time doing some research on time and its use in cocktails. That's T H Y M E time. And um, it's I mean, but kind of, it's it's a little bit unusual. You know, the the thing that it ends up getting used in is infusions. So. Like often it'll be an element of an amaro or a some type of infused liqueur, mm-hmm. um, but generally not used as a as a garnish. But I I was kind of excited to see it used as a garnish in this drink because I think that there's not there's not much in the world that smells better than a sprig of thyme, and uh, having that sitting at the top of your drink every time you take a sip, you know those. Those vapors going up your nose got to be nice. Mm, it's true, uh, but there is there is that hint, you know, because you've got to muddle it. Uh, there's not a, a lot of uh, time in it, but it's certainly present taste wise. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's really nice. How about that? Cool. Well, this was a this was an interesting episode. I feel like we had two cocktails that were kind of non traditional you know contemporary cocktail scene beverages it's true which uh which i like i i think that you know some of these will have classic cocktails one and all and other episodes will have uh more contemporary stuff hey we might even invent some new ones in in the course of making this show i think maybe uh, down the road once i uh become more knowledgeable in the field i cannot wait to experiment with things this is not just an education for you, listener. It's an education for us as well. It's true. We're going to do it together. We'll be back next week with two new life events and two drinks to go with them. Yeah, and if uh, if you have a life event that you'd like to get a drink pairing for, please send us a tweet. I'm at Benjamin R. A-H-R. That's Benjamin A-H-R. And I'm at Chris B. Chicken, uh, Chris, the letter B, Chicken. We'd like to thank James Black for engineering and editing the show. Yeah, and uh, Graham Walsh for making the music bumpers that uh, you're probably hearing right now. Um, If you like the recipes for today's drinks, go to the show notes at letsdrinkabout.it. And uh, I guess uh, that's it for this week. Yes, sir. Later on, Chris. Later on, Ben. Party on, Wayne. Party on Garth. <laughs> yeah, I have a, I have a clammy towel problem going on <laughs> in my life right now. <laughs>